listening to SBS on the Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Wednesday, the 7th of July, 2021. Later, why a growing number of unemployed people are finding it difficult to get a job. But first, to how big businesses will help with the COVID-19 vaccination rollout. Australia's corporate leaders have met with the Treasurer to talk about it. And one huge sector is the supermarket space. So combined, Woolies and Coles employ nearly 280,000 people and their accessibility means they also have the potential to reach the wider community. In a statement today, a Coles spokesperson said it continues to encourage staff to get vaccinated and use personal leave to attend appointments. And it's a similar situation at Woolies, which also added that Woolworths is open to offering up its facilities to governments for public vaccine pop-ups if it's useful. West Farmers says its Bunnings and Officeworks locations may also be suitable vaccination points. But what can the banks do? Here is the CEO of the Commonwealth Bank, Matt Common. Well, I think some of those details are, are still to be determined. I have to say that consistently across all of the large companies that were represented there today, people are offering to help in in consistent ways. Uh, some of those obviously in supporting our, all of our employees, providing any uh, information, time off to be able to go and get the vaccine. People are focused on making sure that it's as convenient as possible for people to get the vaccine. Uh, we are prepared through various providers uh, when the appropriate supply is available to support uh, employer or workplace vaccination programs. Uh, we'd be prepared to offer um, our employees if they wanted to take some volunteering time to help with some of the administration because I think when you, you stare into the broader program of both mass vaccination hubs and decentralised uh, locations, there's quite a lot of uh, work to do. There was uh, ideas uh, also offered around how it might be the best way to engage uh, with the community uh, through those various campaigns. And so uh, like a lot of other institutions, but certainly at the Commonwealth Bank, um, we want to play uh, a role. We're very happy to support both the federal and state governments in whatever way would be helpful uh, to make it easier and faster for as many Australians to be safely vaccinated so we can get uh, uh, back on with our lives on the other side of COVID. As for being a vaccination point or providing incentives, here's what Mr Common had to say about that. Yeah, again, look, I think certainly employers and companies are, are willing, as I said, to support workplace vaccination programs, so for employees and their family members, and that's something we support at the moment through our ordinary flu vaccination process. You know, yes, we'd be prepared to offer either our workspaces or any of our facilities, branches, etc. A number of other companies also uh, made similar uh, offers. I mean, on the topic of incentives, it's, you know, I, I think we'd certainly consider a range of different incentives or participating uh, in, in both um, either a federal or a state level. But at the moment, I think it's, it's actually about getting all the, the preparatory work underway so that we can help to support a greater rollout uh, of the vaccine. At the moment, you know, there is significant demand. So I think you know, incentives may become necessary later in the year, but I also think actually, as it becomes clearer about you know, what liberties will be available 
uh, to people. And you've seen internationally, if you're not vaccinated, you can't go to sporting events, you can't go to you know, music concerts. Inevitably, your ability to travel will probably be impacted as, as well. So, you know, I suspect that there will be, you know, a, a range of different um, ways that people will ultimately hopefully be encouraged to support the, the vaccination rollout uh, and to get the jab. Matt Common there. He was speaking earlier with SBS Canberra reporter Shubha Krishnan. Okay, to the Australian share market now, which rose by 0.9% on the SP, on the uh, S&P ASX 200 to 7,326 points. Technology stocks led the gains. For more, I spoke earlier with Tribeca Investment Partners, June Bailu. June Bay, yesterday the Reserve Bank said it isn't too concerned about the lockdowns around Australia because spending typically rebounds once the restrictions ease, right? What does the market think, though, especially as Sydney has its lockdown extended today? Look, market absolutely agrees with our Reserve Bank and the market is raging higher, uh, even though Sydney now just, um, just found out that we have another week of lockdown. Um, market it actually is very interesting. It's really um, bucketing the trends of the other regional markets. Um, US market actually had a negative lead and the rest of the Asian markets doesn't look too great either, whereas our market is doing so much better, uh, really on the basis of uh, investors happy to look through and really believing we can actually bounce back really, really quickly. Uh, in light of the RBA commentary yesterday, what's the market, though, thinking about the timing of interest rate rises? Yeah, look, the market is still not too concerned. The market still believes that the interest rate will be at least 12 to 18 months away. And so if you look at all of the uh, other measures, the fixed income, the bond yield, everything else seems reasonably stable. So market is not too concerned. What does this all mean for investments and what are the opportunities right now? Of course, look, this actually bodes really well for investments. It's really good for the share market, just given our economic recovery is still on track despite the short-term disruption with the lockdown. Um, interest rate will, make, uh, will be continue to be pretty low for quite some time. It's good for the share market. What about today, though? Shares are doing well. What or who are driving the gains? Look, today is interesting. We're seeing it's all about tech and growth companies. Many of them have gone up between 5 and 6%. Um, it just seems the broad-based rally on some of those growth names. It's really all on the basis of the interest rate expectations um, are not as uh, as steep increase as previously expected. Um, so we're seeing this across the globe in the U.S. market as well as um, at home. Jinbei Lu there from Tribeca Investment Partners. Now to jobs. A growing number of unemployed people are finding it difficult to get work despite hundreds and thousands of roles being advertised online. Today, the Bureau of Statistics said 2.2 million Australians who were not working wanted work in February. Of them, 1.4 million say they're able to start working immediately, but not all of them are officially classified as unemployed, though. And a recent ANZ job survey found nearly 214,000 jobs were advertised online in May, while the ABS said today nine out of ten people say they are having difficulty finding work. The most common reasons reported were too many applicants for available jobs. For more, I spoke earlier with ANZ economist Catherine Birch. Catherine, the ABS says 2.2 million Aussies who were not working wanted work, but I guess only 800,000 of those are actually classified as unemployed. Still, what does that say about the labour market and the potential for a lower unemployment rate? 
Well, we expect that more of these potential workers and discouraged workers could actually rejoin their workforce. The reason for that is that we've seen very strong employment growth recently. We've seen the unemployment rate falling quite rapidly as well as underemployment. And when the labour market improves, people think they are more likely to find a job. So they're more likely to uh, restart looking for a job and, and gaining employment. So we're actually expecting the participation rate, which is the number of people in the workforce, either working or looking for work, we expect the participation rate will continue to rise, even though it hit a record high in March, as more of these people feel like they'll be able to get a job again. Catherine, here's what I find interesting about today's data, though. Your latest job survey showed that 211,000 jobs were advertised online. Today's data, though, showed that of those wanting jobs, many say that there were too many applicants for available jobs, though. So what does this suggest and how does one fix it? So this actually contrasts with SEEK data that show that applications per job ad are at the lowest level since 2012, and that's across states and territories in different industries as well. It may be that people are having different experiences when applying for jobs in different occupations. So for example, since the pandemic began, we've actually seen employment increase above pre-pandemic levels for the highest earning occupations but it's actually only at or below pre-pandemic employment levels for those in lower or middle income earning occupations. So it may be that there's still a lot of people out of work or a lot of people with skills and experience suitable for low to middle income paying occupations um, where there's not as much as demand, whereas those uh, who with the skills and experience for higher earning occupations are actually able to more easily find employment. And that's actually a concern for inequality. Catherine Birch there from ANZ. Don't forget, you can listen to this as a podcast on the SBS radio app, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I'm Ricardo Gonzalez. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok at Business Ricardo. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision. (laughs) 